Sir? What now, Toadpipe? I call for you on the hotline, sir. Wormwood. Oh, he's really going to make the most of it, isn't he? Uh, sir? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Put him through. Uh, yes, sir. My dear Wormwood, what may I do for you? The enemy has forcibly put an end to my direct attacks on my patient's chastity. Has he? Well, he always does in the end. You really ought to have stopped before you reach that stage. I suppose so, but it was awfully fun while it was working. <laughs> you young tempters often get carried away with your own amusement. So, I would imagine as things are, your man has now discovered that these attacks don't last forever. He has. That's that. It's unfortunate. The belief of these ignorant humans that there is no hope of getting rid of us except by yielding is our best weapon. And now you cannot use it again. W what am I to do? Hmm, I suppose you've been trying to persuade him that chastity is unhealthy. I have. It didn't help. Well, I haven't yet got a report from you on young women in the neighborhood. I should like it at once, for if we can't use his sexuality to make him unchaste, we must try to use it for the promotion of a desirable marriage. Well, desirable to us, miserable to him. Right, but what should I do in the meantime? We must consider what type of woman, I mean the physical type, he should be encouraged courage to fall in love with, if falling in love is the best that we can manage. Take note. Uh, hold on. Ready? In a rough and ready way, of course, this question is decided for us by spirits far deeper down in the lowerarchy than you and I. Oh? Well, I haven't heard about that. It is the business of these great masters to produce in every age a general misdirection which may be called sexual taste. This they do by working through the small circle of popular artists, dressmakers, actresses, and advertisers who determine the fashionable type. Their aim is to guide each sex away from those members of the other with whom spiritually helpful, happy, and fertile marriages are most likely. Thus we have now for many centuries triumphed over nature to the extent of making certain secondary characteristics of the male disagreeable to nearly all the females, and there is more in that than you might suppose. As regard the male taste, we have varied a good deal. At one time, we have directed it to the statuesque and aristocratic type of beauty, mixing men's vanity with their desires and encouraging the race to breed chiefly from the most arrogant and prodigal women. At another time, we have selected an exaggeratedly feminine type, faint and languishing, so that folly and cowardice and all the general falseness and littleness of mind which go with them shall be at a premium. At present, we are on the tack in which we teach men to like women whose bodies are scarcely distinguishable from those of boys. Since this is a kind of beauty even more transitory than most, we thus aggravate the female's chronic horror of growing old, with many excellent results, and render her less willing and less able to bear children. And that is not all. Are you getting this? Uh, yes, Uncle. 
We have engineered a great increase in the license which society permits with the representation of the apparent nude in art and its exhibition on the stage and the breach. It is all a fake, of course. The figures in popular art are falsely drawn. The real women in bathing suits or tights are actually pinched in and propped up to make them appear firmer and more slender and more boyish than nature allows a full-grown woman to be. Yet at the same time, the modern world is taught to believe that it is being frank and healthy and getting back to nature to look at such misrepresentations. As a result, we are more and more directing the desires of men to something which does not exist, making the role of the eye in sexuality more and more important, while at the same time making its demands more and more impossible. <sighs> What follows can be easily forecast, and that is the general strategy of the moment. It is an exceptional strategy. It is exceptional, because within that framework you will still find it possible to encourage your patient's desires in one of two directions. You will find, if you look carefully into any human's heart, that he is haunted by at least two imaginary women, a terrestrial and an infernal Venus, and that his desire differs qualitatively according to its object. Terrestrial and infernal Venus? The terrestrial Venus is one type for which his desire is such as to be naturally amenable to the enemy, readily mixed with charity readily obedient to marriage, coloured all through with that golden light of reverence and naturalness which we detest. The other type, the infernal Venus, he desires brutally and desires to desire brutally. It is a type best used to draw him away from marriage altogether, but which even within marriage he would tend to treat as a slave an idol, or an accomplice. I see. His love for the first might involve what the enemy calls evil, but only accidentally. The man would wish that she was not someone else's wife and be sorry that he could not love her lawfully. But in the second type, the felt evil is what he wants. It is that uh, tang in the flavor which he is after. In the face it is the visible animality, or sulkiness, or craft, or cruelty which he likes. And in the body, something quite different from what he ordinarily calls beauty. Something he may even, in a sane hour, describe as ugliness, but which, by our art, can be made to play on the raw nerve of his private obsession. The real use of the infernal Venus is no doubt as prostitute or mistress. But my patient is a Christian. Ah, oh, that is not a problem if he has been well trained in all that nonsense about irresistible and all excusing love. He can often be induced to marry her. And that is very well worth bringing about. You will have failed as regards fornication and solitary vice, but there are other and more indirect methods of using a man's sexuality to his undoing. And, uh, by the way, they are not only efficient, but delightful. The unhappiness produced is of a very lasting and exquisite kind. Did you get all that? Every word, Uncle.
I will treat it as gospel. Ah, mind your language. I'll expect a full report of your progress imminently.